Hey everyone, welcome to the Naz Church Weekly Message Podcast. Here you will listen to the preaching pastor from the Naz in Grove City, Ohio. We pray you are inspired by their teachings. Well, enlighten me. Enlighten me. Those are the words that the master once spoke to his young apprentice trying to help him understand something. After the apprentice had bothered to tell the master that the master was wrong and he had a better way of doing something. Let me, let me say something to all the kids in the room. If you're a kid in the room, listen to me real quick. And, and you can be a little, little tiny kid or you can be a 40 year old whose parents are still in the same town you live in or you have a boss. Anytime someone in authority over you says, enlighten me, they don't really mean enlighten them. What they mean is, you're about to be enlightened. As this young apprentice found out, as he began to tell the master, hey, here's how in this new outbuilding, we can run the electrical and here's how things are gonna work. It's it's gonna be better, it's gonna save us money, it's gonna be more efficient. And the master said, hmm, enlighten me. It meant show me, show me, prove, prove to me. Help me understand this new way of yours. So, The young apprentice began to work on things and began to put things together and the master stepped back and just kind of watched him do his own thing. And then things started fumbling apart one by one. They were crumbling right in front of the young apprentice and he began to realize this is not going well and the way these circuits are running, this is not going to happen the way I want it to. In fact, he began to realize, I don't think this is gonna work the way I thought in theory it was going to work. And he looked and the master was watching on and he just kept going about his business, making his stuff happen. And the apprentice just kept trying harder till things started sparking and not going well. And all of a sudden it was close to a fire and he's beginning to get more and more nervous, thinking this is not only not going well, but am I gonna lose my job? What's gonna happen? And then the master looked down and just continued to to ponder. As the young apprentice hurried and scurried to put things all together and finally stuff started sparking and fire broke out and he got embarrassed and his pride was shot and he finally looked up and instead of just two words, like the master had said, there was only one word that slipped out of his mouth and it was help. And so my dad stepped in. I mean the master, it wasn't about me. The master stepped in and began to help put things back together and began to explain, hey, I knew this wouldn't work because I did the same thing when I was younger. It makes sense in theory, but in reality, this isn't really gonna work out. See, the way I'd put things together and the way the transformers are back here, this isn't going to work out the way you thought. And the young man was the one who became enlightened. I was enlightened, not just about electronics and not just about electricity, but about how a loving father takes the time and the opportunity to let their kids do their stuff, even when they're messing up, to stand by and to say, whenever you need me, I'm ready to step in. I'm gonna be there, but it takes us saying, help. During this Advent season, we've talked about lights. I would tell you there were lots of lights that day, but they weren't the kind you wanted. They were sparks and flames and things like that. But the God who created the universe, he is the one who brought light to us. In fact, in In Genesis chapter one, the Bible starts off with the very first words of creation. 
It goes this way. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters, and God said, let there be light. And there was light, and God saw that the light was good. God created everything, and the first thing he starts with is light. If we run on through the scriptures in the book of Isaiah, the prophet shares a story with us, and it's also shared again in Revelation chapter 21 and 22 at the very end of the Bible. And it says, in heaven, there will be no night, there will be no day, because the glory of God will be our light, and it will light everything all the time. God is light, in him there is no darkness, scripture tells us. God brought life into the world. In fact, uh, the gospel writer, John, one of the disciples who followed Jesus. In fact, scripture says it was the disciple that Jesus loved. He was the only one still standing there at the cross. John writes a story about the beginning of creation, but it's also about when Christ came to earth. He writes in, uh, first John, in the book of John chapter one, verse four, the word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. I know over the last few years, there's been times where it seems like the darkness is winning. It seems like oppression and different things that are coming our way seem to be smothering out the light, but we need, we need to recall the darkness will never smother out the light. In fact, this last, uh, just a few weeks ago, this last month, I was reading US News and World Report online, watching over some stuff and found out that there were scientists, researchers in Chicago at the U Northwestern University. And they were, they were going through looking at in vitro fertilization and how can we tell when things are good or not? And something surprised them. They found out that at the very inception of life, light takes place that when life begins, just like in the very beginning of creation, light takes place. You and I are just beginning to understand the fullness of light and what it can do. Um, I remember when people you know, used to talk about, I, did, I wasn't there when they invented fire, uh, but when people had fire. And then when Edison invented the light bulb, and now we have figured out ways to send signals across the Atlantic and around the world via light. Your, your internet at many of your houses comes from light. I know we can't drive at night without light. Some of you need that little light in the hallway at night for when you get up in the middle of the night and have to find the restroom in the dark. So you're not stepping at Legos on the way to the bathroom, right? We have light for different reasons. During this Advent season, we've taken time and we've talked about three distinct types of light. The light of hope that we just heard about moments ago these luminaries that light the path, that originally were meant to light the path to a service where people were told about the light of Christ, that hope lights the way for us. And we talked about the hope that we have in God that is a firm and solid foundation. We talked a bit about peace in the midst of this world where war and crazy stuff is going on and how there are some very basic things that we can understand to have peace in our life that Christ has given us that he is for us, that he's always with us, that he is Emmanuel, God with us. And I can, I can have peace in the midst of everything that's going on, knowing that he is here and he will be for me. And then last but not least, we talked about joy and the lights that we put on our houses 
that bring much joy once they finally get up. But on the way, in that process, it's not always fun putting up the lights. Can I get a witness? It's not always joyful, joyful, we adore thee. It's, I want to curse whoever bought these things last year. So in the midst of all this, all of these lights, whether we look at Martin Luther putting candles on Christmas trees, whether we look at the Spanish putting out these luminaries to guide us, every light, the lights on our houses were all originally meant in the middle of winter, in the darkest time of the year, to shine forth the light, to direct people back to Christ. I don't know where you are tonight. And you may be listening and saying, you know, it's, it's not that I necessarily need joy. It's not that I need hope. It's not that I need love. It's not that I need, I, I need, I need more than that. I need light in a different way, Pastor Dale. God knows the one who is the light, the one who scripture says bring lights, brings light to all things can bring light to where you are. In fact, it's not just that he's off somewhere watching, but much like that master with the young apprentice, he's there saying, I know what's wrong. I know the way. I created this world in such a way that it points you to me. In fact, the book of Psalms tells us that his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light and to our path. It can show us the ways we need to go, but so many times we think, oh, I know the way to joy. I know the way to hope. I know the way to happiness. I know the way to love. And we end up in darkness. We end up messed up. We end up wanting something different. And it takes us getting to the place where we finally look and say, help. God, I can't do this on my own. The story of that first advent when Jesus came is the story of a world that was in darkness, of a world that needed light. And it's a reminder that wherever that darkness is, God will send his light. So I'm gonna ask you if you would to bow your heads or close your eyes. I don't know where you stand right now in the midst of that darkness and in the midst of light, but I am here to tell you that God wants to send his light to wherever you are to speak into that darkness. And so I'm gonna pray, and as I pray, you can speak out that darkness to him wherever it is that you need the light. As I pray, you don't have to pray the exact words I'm praying. Pray your prayer to Christ. Pray to God and just say, Father, forgive me for doing things on my own, for thinking that I knew better than the master and the creator. Father, I pray that you would live in my life, bring light, in the midst of my darkness. God, I pray that you would forgive me of my sins, forgive me of the ways I've tried to do things on my own. And God, fulfill me with your power. Fill me with your strength, fill me with your light and help me to live the light that you came for me to live. Help me to live in the life that you died for me to live. All these things we ask and we pray in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask you if you would to stand with me. Or no, no, no. I lied. I lied. Stay seated. I lied. That's a different time. For right now, here's what I want you to do. Because many of us have asked Christ tonight to live in our hearts, whether you're online or right here in the building. We believe Christ met you right where you are. That he's come to live in you, to dwell in you, to bring light to your life. 
But one of the other things that, that God has done along with helping us understand light and the ways that we think of shining the light, God desires for his light to shine through you and me to the world in which you live. In just a moment, we're gonna sing a couple more Christmas carols. But before that, there's an instrumental to take a little moment to be quiet and begin to ask God how he can live in your life. So take, take your light and turn it on right now, your candle. Just turn on your candle and begin to ask God, Lord, how do you want your light not only to be in my life, but how can my light shine for others to see the hope and the joy and the peace that you can bring? Thanks for joining us for this week's podcast. Stay connected with us at thenaz.church.